Welcome to the Boss Level. My name is Enigma. I am your evil supervillain and your host. I, of course, I am also a 15-year video game industry veteran. I am a lifelong gamer, game console collector, and a part-time streamer. Definitely hope you're doing well right now. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everything's going okay for you. First week of December is here, and regardless of what holiday you celebrate, whether it's Hanukkah or Christmas or, or any of the others, I definitely hope that you're spreading some cheer this holiday season and that uh, you're treating everybody right and, and you are getting very much the same yourself. Uh, you know, at this time of year, a lot of folks can feel really lonely. They can feel really, uh, you know, out there. And, and uh, I just look at it from the sense of if it's the time of year we're supposed to treat everybody well, let's treat everybody well. Okay, so let's let's be nice and and uh, especially your retail workers. Make sure you're not taking anything out on them. Okay, uh, that all being said, here in the Chicago land area, everything is uh, the snow we had is now dissipated, is gone, as it's warmed up, and we've had some rain. So that's what's been going on here with that. Otherwise, you know, it, it's just been. Uh, just kind of normal week for me. I'm almost completely done with my Christmas shopping, I think. I've got a couple odds and ends to take care of, but otherwise I think I'm in a position where I can say I'm mostly done. He's mostly dead. No, mostly done. Uh, other than that, though, uh, you know, I'll probably get a couple of things here and there, but the truth is is that I've got all the big stuff out of the way, I think, and I just hope my girlfriend likes what I got her. That's that's uh, the, the, the most important thing is making her happy. But uh, hopefully you're almost done with your Christmas shopping as well, or your holiday shopping, I should say. Definitely uh, hope whatever you're doing and, and you've been out doing that, I hope you've been treating everybody right. hope you've not been taking anything out on any retail workers. And, of course, if you are a retail worker, I definitely hope no one's taken anything out on you, okay, because uh, you deserve better than that, all right? So let's go ahead and get our good housekeeping out of the way. As I said at the top of the show, I am a part-time streamer. You can find me on Twitch at Evil Enigma, E-N-Y-G-M-A. That's how you get a hold of me there. I stream Friday nights and Sunday mornings. This past Friday night, I played with my friend Alex Knightley. We were playing Borderlands 3, and she wanted to play that with me. And, and we, we started, created new characters, and we just had a great old time playing that. We're probably going to do that again this next Friday and continue our, our playthrough and continue playing Borderlands 3 together for multiple weeks, hopefully, because it's one of my favorite games, and she's a big fan of Borderlands herself. So uh, we really want to uh, continue that playthrough. With, uh, you know, Hopefully we'll still be able to do that, but that'll be Friday nights, at least for the time being. And I stream on Friday nights between 9 to 9.30-ish Central Standard Time until midnight, 12.30-ish. Uh, usually it's three hours, although this past Friday, Alex and I played for four. So we, we stayed up a little later and we had a great time. So hopefully you'll both uh, you'll join both of us there. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, talk to go follow Alex Knightley on Twitter and follow her on Twitch as well because she's a wonderful, wonderful person. Uh, I also stream on Sunday mornings. And uh, as of Sunday morning, I uh, will be streaming the Super Mario RPG Still going through and uh, taking care of business with that. Uh, once we complete the Mario RPG, I think I'm going to move into Batman Arkham and do some Batman Arkham games. I haven't played those in a while, and I kind of have that that itch that I really want to play uh, the, the Arkham games. So we will try to check those out. If, if I still have the itch, that is, when they come out. But uh, on Sundays, I stream between 9 a.m. usually to noonish, a little three-hour block right there. And uh, you can find me out over there at Evil Enigma doing that. That's also where you can find me on Twitter, at Evil Enigma. 
I am most active there, always trying to post funny things, trying to make people laugh. Definitely hope that uh, you'll give me a follow and uh, interact with me there. I love interacting with people. I love talking to positive people. So if uh, you want to ask any questions about the podcast or my streaming or anything like that, I definitely make myself approachable. I am not one of those people that will put myself up on a pedestal and not talk to you. So uh, please give me a follow on those uh, those platforms, Twitch and Twitter. I have a kick account too, but I haven't started streaming there yet. But we'll we'll see. I'm thinking maybe we'll do that sometime in the near future. But we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. All right. So getting that out of the way. I am a team member of Team Dragonfire. And I am a content creator for the Kindred Knights. Which means we have our line of hot sauces and gym supplements and apparel over at kindrednations.com. Now, I do know that the store is partially down right now as they are going to add a whole new line of hot sauces coming up here pretty soon. I am excited to see those. But go over to kindrednations.com and see what they have. Take out that number th- uh, letter E at the end of kindred and add the number three because you kids like doing that. And you can find all their... their um, you know, like I said, apparel and gym stuff, and and uh, I don't know if the hot sauces are still up or not, but I'm hoping soon they'll have a taco sauce. I really want a Kindred Nations taco sauce, so we'll we'll see what's there. If you do decide you, you want to go check that stuff out and you find something you like, use my code Enigma E N Y G M A, and you'll get 10% off your order. Goes to help me out. And uh, it, you're supporting a pretty good company with great people. I cannot say enough nice things about uh, the Kindred uh, Nations company and the people with the Kindred Knights and, of course, uh, Team Dragonfire. Just a bunch of wonderful, amazing, fun people that are have been very supportive and very understanding. And uh, I just can't say enough nice things about, about the, those folks. So hopefully you will go over there and support them and uh, support me as well if you can. I would honestly appreciate that. So thank you so much for listening to that. I do appreciate your time. I do appreciate you listening to that uh, that little read there. I didn't read anything. It's all off the top of my head. But I, but it means a lot. And hopefully uh, you guys will go check that out and, and help help me out. So you know, I can always use a little bit of help. So we have a couple of topics I wanted to talk about today. I, I've, I've toyed around with talking about other stuff as well. But let's, let's just do the two news topics because these are pretty big topics. Especially one, well, they're both big. Uh, one of them, though, it sounds like Enigma made a correct, predict, uh, a correct prediction. Easier for me to say. But let's talk about first Grand Theft Auto 6. Now, I'm releasing this podcast on Monday, December the 4th. And as you are listening to this, tomorrow, December the 5th, Rockstar is apparently going to show off the first gameplay trailer or the first trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6. Now, let, let's start with the 800-pound gorilla in the room. We have known they have been working on Grand Theft Auto 6 for a number of years. It has been rumored. It has been insinuated. There have been so many leaks that we already know a lot about it, that it takes place in Vice City, that apparently it's going to have a male lead and a female lead, etc., etc., etc. Um not surprising for any of that, quite frankly. But what is uh, interesting about it is, is that apparently Sony has acquired the marketing rights to Grand Theft Auto 6. Now, this is a very big deal because that means that their uh, the marketing blitz for Grand Theft Auto 6 will include all PlayStation memory, you know, PlayStation consoles and such, is that they will not have any sort of uh, additions to it with uh, tagging Xbox, and it won't be on Nintendo, obviously, 
But it is a very interesting thing, and I was discussing it with my girlfriend at, at lunch today as I record this on Saturday the 2nd, and I just said that this is something where people who aren't in the know aren't going to understand or realize that if it is available on the Xbox, that won't be shown during the commercial. So if someone asks for Christmas or someone asks for a gift, I really want Grand Theft Auto 6, they're going to look at that commercial and go, well, they have to have a PlayStation to play it, so we've got as well. We got to get them a PlayStation. So that is something to really look at as well. That's going to be a very, very big deal. Uh, but overall, I'm uh, interested to see where they go with this. I am not the biggest Grand Theft Auto fan. I never really have been. Uh, I've played through a couple of them, uh, and I liked them when they were funny. You know, like Grand Theft Auto Three was funny. Grand Theft Auto Vice City was funny. And then after that, they started to get a little more serious. So San Andreas was somewhat funny, but then you get over to Grand Theft Auto 4 and Grand Theft Auto 5, and those are pretty serious games. Not as much humor or, or slapstick in that stuff. And so that's kind of why I kind of fell out of love with Grand Theft Auto. But that being said, I cannot deny that Grand Theft Auto 5 is still one of the biggest games that every year. It, it's still selling copies they're still selling copies of grand theft auto 5 right now it's going to be one of the top selling games be and and people are going to continue buying it and and it's made rockstar a lot of money and they're hoping for even greater success with grand theft auto 6 so we'll see what sort of uh, fun they decide to come up with uh with, with this stuff and and what where they're going with uh with the game and and what sort of additions they're going to make what sort of quality of life stuff is going to be there maybe uh is it going to have the two playable characters or is it going to be in the 80s is it going to be in, in the 90s maybe is it what is it is it going back to be a little more humorous who, who knows who knows until we actually see what is uh made available in this trailer that's coming out on the fifth um now, I thought they would reveal it at the Game Awards, but I think the Game Awards are actually on the 7th or something like that. So apparently, that's, if, if they reveal anything at the Game Awards, they might. They, very, they still might, but they're not unveiling the game at the Game Awards. They're doing it online via their own thing, which, you know, good on them. They, that's the kind of game they can do that for. They really don't have to deal with media or, or journalists or, or renting out a uh, facility to show the trailer off or anything like that. They can just put it online. They can put it on YouTube and uh, they'll have millions of people show up to watch it because there's going to be a lot of people who are eagerly awaiting Grand Theft Auto 6 because Grand Theft Auto 5 guys is over a decade old. I know it doesn't feel like it, but I'm flat out telling you it's over a decade old. The original version of Grand Theft Auto 5 came out on the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. So let that sink in for a little bit there. It's not necessarily about uh, the age. It's the how they've supported it, basically. The Grand Theft Auto Online, all these different things that they've added to the game that have kept it in the public space, have kept it in the public eye, has been very impressive. And it, it's just very impressive to me that, they, that it, 10 years later, over 10 years later, the game is still selling as well as it is and that there's still people that are purchasing the game and playing the game. You know, usually 10 years for a packaged product like that. Not a free-to-play thing. We're not talking about Fortnite. We're not talking about uh, Apex or anything that's that's a free-to-play thing. We're talking about a packaged product, something you have to go to the store and purchase, or you can buy it on the PlayStation Store or whatever. But my point is, it is a retail product. It is not something that's free-to-play. Uh, and for it to continue to sell and, and, and continue to 
basically bankroll rock star is is very 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 impressive and uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 could very well be the same way but the, I'm sure the stock market is eagerly awaiting this reveal to see what what's going to happen uh, I'm sure that we're going to see limited editions I'm sure we're going to see something about pre-orders and what they want to do uh, you know pre-orders they're not as important as they used to be they used to be very very important in in gaming just simply because you had to have uh, the ability to gauge how many co copies of a game you were going to need that's the whole part of helping out with, with pre-orders and i've listened to youtubers and and people and and uh and podcasters say for the longest time that pre-orders are useless uh maybe now they kind of are because digital but truth of the matter is is that back in the day back you know 10 12 15 20 years ago not all publishers wanted to to print a million copies of a game you know they didn't they would kind of hedge their bets how many pre-orders do we have okay so if we have 20,000 pre-orders maybe we only need 50,000 copies of the game to get us through to begin with just to see what happens if we go need to go back later to press more we can that's how it went that's how it was back in the day pre-orders were important because it gauged for especially for smaller publishers like atlas and squaresoft at the time and places and companies like that to gauge how many copies were needed but nowadays with digital and then now that of course you can press blu-ray discs for pennies on the dollar and it's not nearly as needed anymore it is not uh, they still try to get it because they include little pre-order bonuses and things like that and don't let anyone tell you that if you like to pre-order your games, do it. You know, do it. I know there's a lot of, like I said, YouTubers and, and folks out there will say, oh, don't do it. It's stupid. And it's like, oh, if you want to do it, do it. Just get it. You know, do what you want to do. Don't let anyone tell you how to uh, supplement your own gaming habits, okay? Your own gaming culture. You do what you want to do. But Grand Theft Auto 6 is coming, finally. And we again, we knew it was coming. But now they're finally going to pull the cover off uh, the, uh, you know, pull the curtain back and show us what they've been working on. And I'm sure it's just the first of many things to come for Grand Theft Auto 6. I, this just might be a trailer where they just kind of show storyline stuff. We, we might not see any gameplay until next year. They might do a thing where we see, uh, here's, you know, tune in on this day and we'll show you the first ever uh, gameplay of the actual campaign and then maybe two months later hey tune in here at this point we'll show you what we're adding to multiplayer and will you be able to do this and can, can you carry your stuff over from grand theft auto 5 for for the six online you know things like that they can totally stretch this out and and i know rockstar will will do that i mean if square soft and square yes if square enix can do it with final fantasy 16 and uh, multiple and, and put it into multiple uh, different videos and, and presentations. Rockstar is going to do it with, with Grand Theft Auto. So uh, I'm eagerly awaiting to see what this is like. Uh, will I buy it? I don't know. It'll depend. Uh, like I said, I'm not the biggest Grand Theft Auto fan, but I do know that there are people out there who are. It is going to be a boon. It's going to be very big. It would not surprise me if next year's top-selling game ends up being... Uh, you know, uh, Grand Theft Auto 6. I think this year right now it's still Hogwarts Legacy, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, next year, if they release Grand Theft Auto 6, you can pretty much guarantee that that will be the top-selling game. Probably it'll sell a gajillion copies in the first 
48 hours, but we'll see what, what happens with that. Uh, on, so the other piece of news I wanted to, to, to touch on today has to do with a prediction that I made. Remember a couple of months ago, I was talking about the relationship between the, the big three, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, and I, I kind of mentioned that, hey, Microsoft is kind of looking at this a little differently, where they're, I think they're looking to more compete on PC than they are on consoles now, and it looks like Enigma was right. Imagine that. I Every once in a while, I come up with one where it's, it's, it just seems like that I'm right. Uh, this week, this past week, it was uh, not announced, but it was done in an interview where they Microsoft wants to have Xbox Game Pass made available on comp- their competition on PlayStation and, and the Switch. They want to have versions of, of their Xbox library there that you can uh, access. Now, uh, how that works for the Switch, I don't know, because if you're looking at, let's just say, Halo Infinite... Halo Infinite is not going to be able to run on the Nintendo Switch. Don't care. Don't care. You know, Gears of War, the last Gears of War is not going to run on the Switch. But it's interesting to me to see Microsoft taking a more third-party style approach to their uh, their business. And I think what it basically really comes down to with this is that uh, Microsoft is looking at they have spent a whole ton of money, and I mean a whole ton of money. They, they were they were making big splashes in the entire industry with their with their purchases. When they bought Zenimax, and then they turn around and they buy Activision. Those those aren't just ripples in the water. They did they didn't just walk down the street and purchase an independent developer like they did when they bought Double Fine. They bought a made some major bloody freaking publishers. Okay. And, and they, they, you don't just cut a check for that is my point. That's that they spent tens of billions of dollars on these companies. And Microsoft, just like Nintendo and just like Sony, have shareholders they have to answer to. But the difference between Sony and, and, uh, and Nintendo is they're not spending tens and tens and tens and tens of billions of dollars on, on publishers. They're buying developers. Sony is buying developers, but they're not buying publishers. So Microsoft has to basically go back to their shareholders and explain why they are spending tens of billions of dollars on these publishers when they're going to keep the games to themselves. You know, that's that was assumed when they bought Activision, it was assumed that they would be keeping the Activision library on the Xbox exclusively. And I, I remember having a discussion with a friend of mine about this, and he that's what he told me. He said, this means that Microsoft's finally competing. And I said, no, that's not what this means. I said, it's more likely that they're going to leave Activision alone. That they're not going to make Activision go Xbox only. Now, they might do versions and things on the Xbox that are going to be exclusive, like maps for Call of Duty or whatever. But the fact of the matter remains is that Microsoft is going to have to go back and talk to their shareholders and explain why they spent tens and tens and tens of billions of dollars to acquire the, these these publishers and then not maximize the potential of the publishers for the maximum ROI, return on investment. In the long run, return on investment is everything to the stockholders and the shareholders with any company, quite frankly. If you own stock in a company and you are not doing it because you're looking for a return on your investment, then what the heck are you doing? 
So Microsoft is, I think, moving more towards a third-party kind of uh, mentality where they're going to have a presence on their comp- competitive consoles, but are they going to get out of console making? That is the, that's the million-dollar question. And I remember saying that I think within the next 10 years, we're going to see Microsoft turn the Xbox brand into a line of gaming computers and laptops. I still believe that's their endgame goal to do that. I think they're looking at competing at the PC level as opposed to really worrying about the console level. I think Microsoft is looking at the PC market as being getting more dominant and it will eventually, despite my uh, reservations about it because I'm a console collector, that it will eventually overtake console because it'll be easier to do and and, uh, it's much easier and cheaper to buy a a PC and and hang on to that for a while as opposed to every five or six years having to reload with with your consoles now. I, I know plenty of people that are PC gamers, and, you know, God bless you folks. I've got the uh, Steam Deck just right over there. I never use it, but I have one. Uh, I have no problem with people who play on PCs because I'm a console player. does not mean I, I'm one of these, you know, master race kind of people that looks at because I don't have it, you know, obviously, then neither should you. No, I don't look at it that way. I absolutely do not. Uh, now I I do stand by my uh, idea that I that Microsoft is going to turn Xbox into a PC brand. I do think that is is going to happen at some point, but I do also think that uh, Microsoft is looking to basically kind of get in bed with Sony. Now, uh, 10, 12 years ago, Microsoft and Sony, uh, their public faces did not they acted like they didn't get along. I'm sure they did behind the scenes. But I don't believe that Peter Moore was throwing darts at a picture of Kaz Harai. And I don't think that, you know, Reggie fils was setting pictures of Kaz Harai on fire or anything like that either. I think they all got along just fine as uh, being competitors in the same market. But they their public faces made it look like they were they didn't like each other. And they made fun of each other, and they took pot shots at each other. Well, they don't do that anymore, in case you haven't noticed. They still compete. They still might talk a little smack, a little smack. But the truth of the matter is, is that these days, they are much more friendly and much more uh, on the same page with each other than they've ever been before. And and you, you see it that, you know, Microsoft is putting games on the Switch, and Sony's publishing games on the Xbox, and all this. They're getting along. They're, they're not fighting with each other they're not arguing over you know which console is superior instead of talking trash about the 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 uh, com- competitive consoles they're just trying to show you what their console can do which is what really should be happening anyway but i i honestly uh, do believe it looks like microsoft is looking to get out of the console space at some point it definitely appears that way and if they're trying to get in bed with sony i'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there it's and i could be completely wrong i really could be completely wrong about this but it is it's interesting to me that you have microsoft that's a pc company sony is a game console company sony has some of the best exclusive games that you're going to find out there by far i mean it's it's I, Nintendo's great too, it is, uh, but games like you know God of War, games like Horizon, these, these games, Ghost of Tsushima is another one. They release these games and they are 
usually very good games. They do very well, and they're great. And and it just seems like to me that what if Sony and Microsoft are going to kind of join forces on the same front where you'll see Microsoft put the Xbox Live Game Pass on the PlayStation and Microsoft then woo Sony into releasing their PlayStation games when they release them on PC using the Xbox Live Game Pass as a way to do that. That's an interesting scenario because that would mean that Microsoft is not looking to compete in the console market they're looking to compete with Steam on the PC market. That is an interesting thing that, that could happen. Uh, well, now we have to think about, is it going to happen, though? This, this is the thing, and, and we won't know for sure until it happens or doesn't happen. But we have to keep in mind that Steam has a massive lead, a huge majority of the PC market at this point. And in the past, when Microsoft has tried to dip their wick into new and uncharted territory to try to uh, move forward with things. They've not done particularly well. Does anybody remember the Microsoft Zune? <laughs> they tried to compete with the iPod and they got their butts kicked. So, yes, they have money. They have money to burn. But that doesn't mean that they're going to openly just take a whole bunch of money and throw it into a dumpster and, and uh, douse it with kerosene and set it on fire. They're not, they're not going to do that on purpose. Uh, if they take a calculated business risk and they lose money, they lose money. But this is completely different with the with the market being gaming and, and biggest entertainment market in the world is gaming right now. I just can't see Microsoft not trying to woo Sony in some way or another so they can be on the same page. So you'll have Xbox games on the PlayStation and you'll have PlayStation games being released on the Xbox Game Pass on PC. That's an interesting scenario to think about. It's a very interesting scenario. It, it could very well happen. And it, it just wouldn't surprise me at this point. It, it, it just really wouldn't because of, of just the way that they get along right now. Everything seems to be fine. Uh, they're releasing games on each other's consoles anyway. They're not talking smack about each other. It's a pretty interesting way to look at the gaming market. So it kind of looks like Enigma might have been right about Microsoft moving out of the console space, um, which sounded kind of blasphemous at the time. And I, I had people tell me that, no, a, Microsoft is going to compete in the console space. That's why they're doing this. They're, com they're doing it to compete. I don't think they're doing it to compete with consoles. I think they're doing it to compete with Steam. And I think in the long run, you're going to see a Microsoft pull all their stuff that they have on Steam off, then it'll, they'll have this Xbox uh, Live thing, and then you're going to see the, Microsoft, the, the, the uh, Xbox stuff right there, front and center, your Halo, your Gears of War, your Forza Motorsports, all that stuff being readily available right there on the, on the Xbox desktop. And wouldn't it be a boon if right next to those you saw God of War and Ghost of Tsushima and games like that? That's an interesting way to look at it it's a very interesting way to look at the business uh, of both companies that they would actually get in bed with each other that way i and it's it's entirely possible i don't know if it's going to happen but it's a very interesting dilemma and scenario to look at in my opinion and again i do honestly think that they are 
going to bow out of the console market at some point. I don't think they see the value in it. I don't think they see uh, what they gain from competing with Sony in that market. And it's they, they're going to make a lot more money being a publisher than they would be uh, being a, a hardware developer at this point. Just with the way that the market is, uh, the market traditionally can only support two consoles is what usually happens. And we've had three. The last several years, we've had three. And it looks like we're going to go back to two at some point. But who the heck knows? I could be completely wrong about this, but I do honestly, just like I said earlier, I do believe that Microsoft will take the Xbox brand and turn it into a line of high-end gaming laptops and things like that. So you'll have a like a black laptop with that green X on it or something. So you know you're getting yourself a games-heavy, a games-first kind of console. Uh, just like when you go to the store right now and you look at the laptops they have, you have your Chromebooks that are made... They're not made for gaming. They're not made for things like that. They're made to check email. That's their whole thing that they do is web surfing and email. They don't have any desire to to get involved more than that. So I mean, who? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's all. It's an interesting scenario, and I, I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, just simply because this will be the first time this has happened since Sega did it. You know, back uh, after the Sega Dreamcast, Sega decided. Getting out of the console race was the smartest thing for them, that they, and they turned that into moving the goalposts into being a third party. And I can I fully remember the first time I, I held Sega games on the Nintendo GameCube in my hand, and it felt dirty to me. It felt like something that I, I should not have. It was it was this rare and odd piece of memorabilia that shouldn't be. Uh, shouldn't be there. You know, it's, it's like, oh my God, I feel dirty just holding this. Don't be surprised to see Microsoft go the same route. And you'll start seeing Microsoft and Xbox games published on PlayStation and maybe even the uh, Nintendo Switch 2 or whatever I'm calling it. So that's all I wanted to talk about today, guys. Uh, my two topics. Now, next week, I plan on doing covering the game awards, mostly uh, covering the reveals. We're going to see some big reveals. Uh, we'll cover Grand Theft Auto 6 as, again as well, what I thought of the trailer and, and what it looks like to me. Uh, and then, who knows? Who knows? We're, we're getting to the, the, the holidays. They're coming up. Next week will be, gosh, like two weeks before Christmas. So, oh, man, it's kind of hard to believe. It's, it's approaching fast. And then we have the end of the year coming up. And, and my birthday, of course, is January 1st. So, not really looking forward to that. But, uh Gosh, the year's almost over. It just it feels like 2023 just started, and it's on its way out. Maybe New Year is on the way. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you're taking care of yourself. Hope you're taking care of your loved ones. Hope you're warm. Hope you're safe. I hope you're happy. I really do. So uh, we'll talk to you next week. I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank you for being here. And I'll talk to you next week. I'll see you on my stream. See you on Twitter. Okay? So take care. Have a wonderful rest of your week.